It is party time, Mom. Welcome to a Monday episode of the Chad Prather Show back here in the Mothership, which is Studio 22. Good to see everybody. Hope everybody had a great weekend, and it was blessed and prosperous and all those good things. we got a big week in front of us, a lot of shows that are coming out. I tell you what, we're starting to gain some traction on this podcast again. I appreciate you guys tuning in and listening, not only here, but going over to YouTube and where podcasts are offered. I love that because that's where we can count the numbers more accurately because Facebook's a little weird. I know it's fun to do the interaction on Facebook, but you can do that on YouTube just as well because we're watching there. We'll interact with you as well because we're, you know, we... We enjoy you, but we'd like to have those numbers. And uh, Facebook's being real squirrely these days, as we all know. So uh, we're having fun. But, you know, when people like Jeffrey Epstein die and we could talk about that and bank up all kind of conspiracy theories, of course we're going to watch that kind of stuff and have a good time with it. But today on the Chad Prather Show, Puppet Master Mark, I'm excited. I'm excited, excited, excited. This is a big day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right, because these aren't conspiracy theories. We're going to deal in in facts over truth. That's right. <laughs> that yes. Biden said. No, we're going to deal with facts and truth and powerful stuff. Can DC, the queen of the Ethiopians, we're going to have a good one, right? We are. I'm Rocking looking forward to it. So everybody, buckle up. You know, over in the peanut gallery, we have party foul Steve, and today, welcome back, hot news Natalie. You've been out for a week. Yes. And we didn't like that. Don't do that again. Kids are back in school. So yeah. Was today the first day? It was, today was the first day. Yeah, today was the first day. Yes. So, yeah. A couple of mine went back last week, mm-hmm. and then I had one that started today. So, And then, of course, my older girls are in college, so bless their hearts. I borrowed your jacket. It's cold in here. Yeah, so that's not you. a fashion statement. She's just cold. <laughs> I'm remember, the only one not wearing a jacket today. <laughs> yeah, you remember when Studio 22 was 110 degrees, and we were complaining about that, and now you're complaining that it's cold. So shut it's up. Cold. Yeah, right. Thanks. <laughs> See, this is America. This is a real America. This on our show, we're not politically correct. We tell women to shut up. I'm okay with it. <laughs> Quit complaining. Sometimes I deserve it. Quit complaining. Welcome back to the show, my friend and uh, great human American patriot, Colonel Allen West. Good to be with you. Good to see you, man. Always a pleasure. I saw you last week. And there were protesters outside the event calling us all white supremacists. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it was weird, wasn't it? Well, you know, th- I, I think that's the confusing part for the other side. I mean, you know, I don't know if I'm as smart as a, a white kid, you know, one minute, you know, according to Joe Biden, or if I'm yeah. a white supremacist and a nationalist. Maybe I'm a racist, too. You probably are. Yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> you probably are. Yeah. I get sick of it. I, it's so dumb. I mean, the 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 the. I said to someone, and we we got big topics to get into, but I do I do want to say this. I said to some, I said on Twitter, I said, "What if you thought about it from the other angle, talking about Donald Trump? What if he's actually just colorblind and he treats everyone the same? Mm-hmm. Like if he likes you, he's going to talk good about you. If you make him mad, because he is narcissistic. I mean, I get that, yeah. but he's going to call you out. Well, he calls everybody out, and so." You know, I, I have a hard time with that. I, I think there's a, he doesn't care really what comes no, out. No, it, it doesn't. It's, it's just the same as when you're a commander in the military. Right. You don't see white soldiers, black soldiers, Hispanic. You just see soldiers. And when they screw up, right. you just chew their butt. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that that's what we have in sitting up there in the Oval Office right now. And it really frustrates the other side. You know, for us to say that because you want to have national sovereignty, because you want to secure your borders. You don't want people to come in here illegally. You don't want to support human and sex trafficking. You're a racist. You're a white supremacist. These people are nuts. I mean, they are grasping at straws yeah. right now. They realize they don't have a hope, and you know what, 
as far as those 20, you know, clowns that they keep putting out there on the stage who now they're dropping out. I mean, uh, freaking looper, you know, you know, I don't know, whatever you call him. He's gone. And I think Bullock will be next and Delaney will be next. And so we just whittle this thing down. Although I want Marion Williamson to stay. She's got to stay. I need her to stay. That's entertainment. She just makes me feel, see the light. Yeah. Every time I listen to her debate, I dream bigger. My psychic powers are enlarged. Yeah. I, I, I want to write fairy tales. Remember that, that lady that used to be on late at night and would talk about reading your palms mm-hmm. and everything? What was her name? That was, uh, that was uh, what did you say? Not Dion Warriors, the other one. Oh. They had the 1-800 no, number. Dion was the uh, psychic network. But no, what was her name? Uh, oh, we'll think, I'll we'll think of it in a second. Yeah, that's yeah. what. That, what I mean, she look like? That was the best. Yeah. That, that's a long time ago. That's Marion Williamson, man. Yeah, it really is. You know, I just tune into the debate, and it's like, you know, she reads my palm. <laughs> she guides me to the light. It's all that dark specter. There's all these Darth Vaders around here, you know? Speaking, speaking <laughs> of guiding to the light, listen up, guys. We're going to pay the bills real quick, okay? I'm talking to you men because you guys are terrible at taking care of your health. I mean, I don't care if it's a knee injury, bad back, or whatever. I throw my back out putting a T-shirt in the drawer these days. But... You know your attitude. You're like, oh, well, if I skin my knee, I'm just going to rub some dirt on it. I don't want to go see a doctor. I, I can remember one time, Colonel, I, I broke my collarbone. I thought I just dislocated it. And so rather than go to the emergency room, I was drink, here. Drink I, more water. That's what the drill sergeant said. Drink more water. Put a little butter on it. I, I was in the bedroom, had a belt tied around the doorknob and my wrist trying to pull it back mm-hmm. in place. And finally, I was like, okay, I got to go to the doctor. But you know what? It's also true, guys, with your erectile dysfunction. You don't want to talk about it. 70% of guys who experience ED don't get treated for it. Thankfully, Roman created an easy way for you to chat with a doctor online. You don't have to leave the house. With Roman, you can get medical care for ED, if appropriate. From the comfort and privacy of your own home, you can handle everything online in a convenient, discreet manner. Getting started is simple. You go to GetRoman.com slash WatchChad, complete a little online visit, a couple of simple questions, and if your doctor decides that the treatment would be appropriate, they can prescribe genuine medication that can be delivered in discreet packaging right to your door with free two-day shipping. I don't even care if it's discreet. Just show up. I, I mean, send it to me in a big purple box. I don't care. Go to GetRoman.com slash WatchChad. Get a free online visit, free two-day shipping. GetRoman.com slash WatchChad. All right, we got that out I, of the way. I got a question. Don't you love that? I got a question. What you got? Do you think Roman could help Joe Biden? <laughs> Nothing can help Joe Biden. Okay, but if anybody could, it would be Roman. Okay. Yeah. They, they make him a man again. I, you know, Joe Biden is, he's like a human gaff machine. Like he, can't, he opens his mouth, foot goes in, mm-hmm. he can't help himself. Like you referred to a minute ago, said, oh, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, you, you, the poor kids can be, you know, they, they, yeah. they're smart and talented as the white kids. Absolutely. I, just ridiculous. Just stop talking. But the thing that if someone start clapping for it. <laughs> they, one person. <laughs> is like, okay, like, let's move on. Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> what did I just clap for? And then you look around and nobody's clapping. Yeah. Oh, uh, it was that one person. But anyway, that, that's crazy. We got to fix this country, all right? Yep. You are, you have said over and over again, you've written about it. So goes Texas, so goes the nation. Absolutely. And I still believe that. And that's why we talk about a lot of Texas topics, and there are people from all around the country. You might not live in Texas, but this matters. What happens here matters for the rest of the country. Um, Interesting little statistic. This past weekend I was listening to Ted Cruz speak, and he said that, you know, Beto O'Rourke, he had, when he ran in this last election cycle, 
he had three full-time paid staffers on his campaign. Beto O'Rourke had 1,800. Mm-hmm. They spent, he spent three times, Beto spent three times the money mm-hmm. than Cruz. Yes, it was a narrow margin, but of course, Ted Cruz won his mm-hmm. Senate seat back. That margin is scary, though. They're 2. willing 3%. to pump, Yeah, they're willing to pump money in from everywhere else to try to take over Texas. Mm-hmm. You're one of the men that has consistently spoken out, used your voice, your platform, and and also political aspirations to to help avert that mm-hmm. dilemma and potential disaster. You got big things coming up now that is going to put it in an even bigger platform. What's going on? Uh, we announced officially this past uh, Thursday night that we would run for the chairmanship of the Republican Party of Texas because when I look at what has been exported out of California coming east, uh, it's not walnuts, it's not wine, it's not avocados, it's progressive socialism. And it's overrun Nevada, Arizona, Colorado, New Mexico, and now it's knocking on our door. And all that money that you're talking about, that $80 million, that was not Texas money. That was money coming out of California and other places to support Robert Francis mm-hmm. O'Rourke. And you think about the fact you and I were just together with a great sheriff, great Texas lawman, Bill Weyburn, over in Tarrant County. And uh, Senator Cruz lost Tarrant County. Mm-hmm. First time in history. First time in history. Now, that shows you that this is an all-hands-on-deck moment. We we have to be all-in on this because Texas is already trending, I would tell you, purple. Because our major population centers are being run by folks that don't really hold the principles and values of Texas uh, near and dear to heart. Look at the state capital of Texas. The state capital of Texas, if you're down there walking through Austin, it doesn't resemble what you would think Texas is. It looks like California. As a matter of fact, the city council down there just voted to allow homeless people to erect tents. Now, how is that going to affect small businesses and tourism and the entertainment industry down there? It's going to have horrific effects. Mm -hmm. But that is how emboldened they have become here in the state of Texas. If you're in Dallas and you steal something for less than $750. Oh, you're good. You're good. You don't have to worry about that. Yeah. The the DA. Absolutely. Uh, John Crizo, I think that's that's his name. And the fact that you have such an overwhelming support for someone like that that has this far left uh, vision of law enforcement. And and think about it. Look at this guy that just shot up six police officers in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. His rap sheet is, I mean, what, three, four pages long. But how was it that he was getting released? So are we on that path that we just saw what happened there in Philadelphia that happened right here in Dallas? Mm-hmm. We've had. You know, situations where obviously a couple of years ago uh, the the police officers were shot trying mm-hmm. to protect a BLM rally mm-hmm. in Dallas. Uh, officers lost their lives. We saw just last week this mass shooting with El Paso, mm-hmm. Walmart. And so <clears throat> we, we walk big. We talk big in Texas. And again, I told you I was conceived in Dallas, so I'm going to claim it, right? Mm-hmm. You yeah. got it. Yeah, I'm going to claim it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the University of Tennessee logo right there he, for, the, for you. He and I were born for you both crazy in Georgia. He, he, he got yeah. Georgia blood. Exactly. I was uh, I grew up there, went to University of Georgia, so we got a friendly little rivalry going we do. on. I'm so happy football season's coming back. You Not in the NFL per se, but because I get tired of the politicizing of sports constantly. But I'm excited about college football. Mm-hmm. Georgia, we'll see. Anyway, um, <clears throat> so crazy things are happening in the state. And I'm always saying, welcome to Texas, but leave your politics at the state line you're leaving. Don't bring them in here. Mm-hmm. 
Because, Why are you here? Right. You want to come here because of economic uh, opportunity, advancement, growth, values. And then you're going to come in here and try to change all of that. Mm-hmm. And that's happening all over the place. San Antonio, liberal. Houston, downtown Houston's liberal. Dallas, liberal. Um, Austin, know, El Paso. El Paso. Corpus. You name it. Yep. And those those places – it's these folks, because people underestimate, first of all, how big Texas is. You can drive a lot of hours and still be in this state, and mm-hmm. you're going to pass a lot of cities, a lot of towns, a lot mm-hmm. of places with weird names, mm-hmm. with good people out there who are still blue-collar, hardworking folks that we forget about. Those are the true backbone of Texas right yes. there. I, yes, And, you know, what do you think the vision is as you're running for this position? What do you think— the, the steps are to take it back? Well, the, uh, several things. Uh, it's interesting that we're in baseball season right now mm-hmm. because one of the strengths of baseball is that they have farm team system. Mm-hmm. You know, the single A, double A, triple and majors. That's what we need to have here in Texas. We need to start looking at the importance of those city council and school board elections. And we need to focus on there. We need to get a lot of our young conservatives Mm -hmm. that are going into those positions. And we start grooming them and building them up to go into county commission, state house, state senate, U.S. uh, House, U.S. Senate, governor's uh, mansion, lieutenant, what have you. We've got to build that system. We haven't done a good job of that because what uh, so many of these people that are moving into Texas, what they do, they go run for city council. Mm -hmm. They go run for school board. I mean, you can just talk to the people up in Collin County. and They're like, you know, what what in the Sam Hill has happened? In Collin County. Well, guess what? All of these folks have moved in here and we did not explain to them why they moved here. Mm -hmm. We did not challenge them uh, as far as their political ideologies and philosophies. And they say, well, I liked it where I was. And so uh, I'm just going to, you know, make it so here, too. Mm -hmm. It's important that we ask that hard question. Why are you here? Right now? I think also when we look at the fact that outside of those major population centers, the population drops off. Mm-hmm. So it's a numbers game. The the West Texas, East Texas, and those rural areas are not going to keep us propped up and keep us strong. So guess what we got to do? We got to go into those urban centers mm-hmm. uh, because the black communities and Hispanic communities, they're conservative in nature. They are. We just don't talk to them about it. And that's one of the sad things is that the Republican Party overall in the country has abandoned those areas. And look at what has happened. I mean, President Trump brought it up as in Baltimore. And when I go out and tell people that on July the 4th, 1867, that the Republican Party of Texas was founded by 150 black people, Mm -hmm. they freak out. You got Republicans in Texas that didn't even know who founded their own party. Mm -hmm. Now, I got a problem with that. Right. And that's an powerful, incredible message so that when those chuckleheads are standing out there calling us white nationalists and and, and racists, we just say, no, your party was the one mm-hmm. that was creating the Ku Klux Klan. Mm-hmm. It's your party that has now created Antifa. So it's the same thing. Coercion, intimidation, threatening, and violence for for people uh, of color especially, but people that just want to live in freedom. Yeah. And if you ask most black conservatives, people of note who have some you know notoriety and some platform out there, they'll tell you that the only thing that they ever hear that is derogatory or racist that is it comes from people on the left. They're being called those names. They're the ones that are being run down, and it's not coming from white conservatives. No. I've never met a— I'll give you a case in point. Mm -hmm. There was a black radio talk show host. I I believe her name was Dawn Elliott. Elliott. Mm -hmm. 
in uh, Louisville, Kentucky. There is a black Republican running for attorney general in Kentucky. She told him that he has been eating the coon flakes yeah. of the White House. Yeah. Now, that wasn't a white conservative that said that. No. But you didn't hear a peep on MSNBC, CNN, anything. Coon flakes. Yeah. People have been called everything from, as we know, all the names. Oh, I mean, yeah. Uncle Tom Coon, the whole thing. And it's just absolutely ridiculous. The, our, our friends that are, that are black conservatives, the derogatory terms never come. I've never met a white conservative that's going to turn away a black person. You, you want to come in to, and be a part of the conservatives party? I don't even say Republicans anymore. I'm, mm-hmm. I mean conservatives. Yes. I, it, 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 when when you, want to, you want to come over here and be like-minded and let's fellowship together and join hands and go for what we believe in mm-hmm. and chase those values and defend them, I don't care what color your skin no. is. Like you said, you're in the Army. As long as that guy's got my back— that's all that matters. I do not care. He's got a trigger finger. Mm-hmm. It's the same as I do. I don't care what color that finger is. And the only time I'm going to get mad is if his trigger finger don't work. <laughs> that's right. Okay, that's yeah. it. Yeah, that's the deal. Yeah. So it, it's got it's gotten ludicrous. I. Why do you think that falls on deaf ears? You know, you tell people that, and you say that things like the the KKK was founded by the Democratic Party. I mean, it was their it was their justice arm of the law post Civil yeah. War. You know. Why does that fall on deaf ears? They try to justify it. Oh no, but the party switched and blah blah blah. Well, blah, blah, and, blah. and and again, that comes back to us understanding our history. When you go back and you study it, there was only one Southern Democrat that switched over to the Republicans, and that was Strom Thurmond. Mm-hmm. All the rest of them stayed as Democrats. And, and I can you you and I remember Lester Maddox, George Wallace, oh, yeah. all those chuckle brains down there down down south. And the Civil Rights Act of 1964 would not have passed if it weren't for Senate Republicans led by Everett Dirksen. So what we have to do is we all got to get on the same sheet of music because what is happening? They're not teaching our schools. OK, uh, th- those are not systems of education, systems of indoctrination. Mm-hmm. They're certainly not teaching it on our college and university campuses. So we have got to come together and we got to have that unified message that just beats them down consistently. We should be writing op eds all over the state of Texas, all over the United States of America, get to these papers. If they don't want to accept our op-eds, we find another way to get that message out. But we've got to put them on the defense. Yeah. I, and you're right. It, it bugs me that I, I tr- I've started telling people in recent days, history did not begin on the day you were born. Mm-hmm. A lot went on. And today, these folks, they don't know a lot of things. I hear people say, well, why would I know that? I wasn't born yet. <laughs> read a book. Yeah. I mean, try to try to study or yeah. something. And those are the things that 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 and the loss of critical thinking in a big, big Huge. way. I, to be able to break down some. I mean, I'm looking at some chuckleheads in this room right now. You got Party Foul Steve over there. I mean, you got stuff. You got marbles rattling around in that head. <laughs> That I'm telling you, you can hear the next county over when he gets to shaking. It's I mean, <laughs> I hear Steve all the time say, "Well, I, that was before my time." Yeah, but <laughs> well, you know, it was in- read a book. Yeah, <laughs> read a book. But you know, it's interesting you bring that up, Chad, because I remember we had the big controversy in Dallas about the Robert E. Lee statue. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I grew up in Atlanta, and Atlanta has this thing right on the outskirts called Stone Mountain. Right. And on the face of Stone Mountain, you got, you know, Robert E. Lee, Jefferson Davis, Stonewall Jackson, Ulysses S. Grant. Robert E. Lee never did anything wrong to me. Right. Robert E. Lee never, you know, prevented me from going to school or anything like that. And as a matter of fact, when you read his history, he was not a racist or white supremacist or anything like that. 
But yet you had people, and I was there testifying to to leave that statue alone. You you had people that it wasn't that they were perverting history. They didn't even know history. Mm-hmm. They were saying things that were bold-faced lies. Yeah. And what do we have? We had a city council that had already made the decision that they were going to tear that statue down. The crane was already there at the statue. Now, I got a problem with us whitewashing history. The Taliban, that's what they do. That's what they did in Afghanistan. ISIS, that's what they were doing all across the Middle East. So why would we want people here in the United States of America whitewashing history? It's there to learn from. But I'll tell you why, because the Democrat Party does not want people to know their history. Yeah. If y'all are just not jumping into this podcast and you're watching it live, I'm sitting down with Colonel Allen West, who is going to be the next chairman of the Republican oh, Party shit. of Texas. So um, full on support here. I would vote for you for president. I say that unashamedly yeah. without any question. I know Natalie and I have talked about that. Um, you can, know, we I, can still hang out, though, right? Uh, we, uh, yeah, because I'm going to be in the, be in the uh, in administration somewhere. Hey, Georgia-Tennessee football game. We'll watch it in <laughs> yeah, the White yeah. House, all right? I like that uh, idea. Yeah, yeah, all right. You do that, and I'll be, I'll be there. I'll bring, the, uh, I'll bring the popcorn. You know, Chad, the first time I ever met Colonel West was in the airport, and I said, are you <laughs> – are you, are you going to run? And he's like, I ran five miles this morning. And I rolled my eyes and I realized, oh, my gosh, I just rolled my eyes at the future president. <laughs> it was really rude of me. Well, you know, I spoke last year at the at the Texas Republican Convention down in San Antonio. And you were there at that. Mm-hmm. And we had a good time. Ben Carson was there, Dr. Carson, Secretary Carson. And, um, you know, there were rumblings there about potential Senate unseatings and things like that mm-hmm. and you moving into that deal and i you would have my support with that obviously even though you know the infighting and stuff that mm-hmm. gets that gets messy but i but i want someone that's effective and you're effective yeah. and you and thanks you know you're you're intelligent and talented like you know white kids <laughs> yeah i know that soft bigotry of low expectations <laughs> Hi, y'all. I, I can read. I can write. And, I'm good uh, ciphering. Yeah. <laughs> Mammy makes good moonshine. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. Have mercy. Still can't believe you said that. But no. Who, you? I, no, no, bite, no, I'm fine with me. My, my, what no. did you just call it? The soft? Soft bigotry of low expectations. Low expectations. I like that. I like that. So, <laughs> I, okay, I had to run that one through my mind a time or two just to make sure I'm going to re- remember it. So what's the plan? You get in there. I mean, because people are going to say, what can he do if he's in that position? Well, the first thing you got, you got to inspire people to come out. Mm-hmm. And you've got to go everywhere, and you got to challenge the left. And mainly you got to challenge them in our college and university campuses here in Texas and in the, those urban population centers. And you have to show that you're relevant. Uh, I think it's important that we really do break Texas down because you said it's a big state. Mm-hmm. You got to have regional offices and you got to keep your 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 finger on the pulse all across the great state of Texas. You have to be there to immediately respond. Let me tell you something. When someone like Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez comes to Texas, I'm going to be shadowing her. Mm-hmm. I don't want anyone to believe that they can come into Texas and they can say insidious, offensive and, and insulting things like, we're running concentration camps yeah. here in our state. And so that's what you do. you got to let them know that not in my house. And, and you've got to inspire people to go out there and say, you know what, I can stand up and I can fight back too. Because I think for whatever reason, Chad, you know, we continue to have these marquee, the Cuisenberry rules that we want to follow. But a Marine first sergeant taught me a great lesson. He said, if you, if, 
if you ever find yourself in a fair fight, it's all because your tactics suck. Okay. <laughs> And so I don't, we, we can't sit around and think that we can, you know, be reasonable and, and sit down and have a, a discussion with members of Antifa. No, we've got to, we are on in an ideological battle and we've got to challenge them and go on the offense. And, and I think that's the important thing. And when you think about, like I said, those Hispanic and black communities, they're conservative in nature. We got to remind them of that. We got to go down to Cooney Homes mm-hmm. in Houston, Texas and say, do you know? that the place that you live in, this government housing, was named after one of the first black chairmen of the Republican Party of Texas back in the late 1800s. Mm-hmm. And just smack them in the face with that right. truth. And, and, but we got to stay engaged with them. You know, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ron DeSantis in Florida. You know how he got over the top against uh, Andrew uh, Gillum mm-hmm. there in that gubernatorial race? School choice. He took the issue of school choice into the black community and 100,000 black women crossed over and voted for him. Wow. That made a difference. Yeah. Folks have got to learn. They, they've got to educate themselves so they can have a discussion. Mm-hmm. This country was built on being able to debate and discuss and dialogue, even disagree. But we can come back together and say we're still Americans. Yeah. We may disagree. I say this a thousand times a week. If I have a conviction and you disagree with me, I'm going to do one of two things going to embolden my conviction and strengthen it, or it's going to make me change my mind and become mm-hmm. better. And that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. So it have the di- dialogue. It doesn't have to get into this vitriol that yeah. we're seeing, you know, people throwing hammers at each other in Portland, <laughs> Oregon. This is ridiculous because that's going to get to a point of escalation where you don't want to bring that stuff here. It's just not going that ain't going to fly yeah. in, in Texas. And I know people say, well, you couldn't even stop an El Paso mass shooting. Listen, <laughs> you come down here, you're planning rallies. Like I think September, they're supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, Antifa is supposed to come down to Houston. Deal. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you, you, I would I would mind, mind myself if you're going to bring that into Texas. Because mm-hmm. we don't mess around with those games. No, we don't. And the, and the other thing is, you know, you hear a lot of people talking about gun control. Well, where were those good patriotic Americans with a concealed weapon that could have stopped what happened right. in El Paso, Texas. See, that's the, the thing that we w- don't want to get to where the law-abiding legal gun owners are the ones that are being punished, but the bad guys always find a way. Right. And so when I hear about these red flag laws and all of these other different things, as long as you are not taking responsibility for these violent groups that you have on the left, don't tell me. That I'm supposed to, you know, be the one that you want to come after. Universal background checks. What the heck does that mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, every time I go to buy a weapon, I have to go through a background check. Now, right. I served 22 years in the military, been in the United States House of Representatives. But I don't care where I go. And, and many times you go to these gun stores and people know exactly who you are. I still have to fill out Form 4473. Mm-hmm. I go to a, a gun show. I've got to fill out a form 4473. I go to Oklahoma to buy a weapon. I have to fill out the form when it, they ship it, you know, to a, a FFL, a, a federal uh, licensee for firearms. I still have to show identification. Whatever. So what are these people talking about? You know, Beto O'Rourke Bob. tweeted. Yeah, Bob Frank. Mm-hmm. I love calling him Beto. I know everybody hates to call him Beto, but to me, the fact that he calls himself Beto is racist. To me, I mean, because that, and that's why I like to reinforce the fact that every time he says his own name, it's very racist that you are assimilating yeah. someone else's culture. And you're an Irish dude that went to a, yeah. you know, a private school, private prep school and high school and all this crap. But 
So he tweets, he says, you know, insulin costs $450 a month, and AR-15s cost $300 to get, and they last a lifetime. We've got to make it where, how is it that you can get an AR-15 cheaper than a, I'm like, that's ignorance. That is. You tell me where I can buy an AR-15 for $300, and I'm going to form a little militia with my own family, because everybody's getting a new gun for Christmas. Well, that shows their ignorance on the issue, because right. they, they're not part of us, yeah. we the people, that have gone out there and are, like I said, legal law-abiding you know, gun owners. Mm-hmm. You talk about that, <clears throat> the ignorance of the process of buying a gun. I always encourage people, when's the last time you bought a gun? Now, you want to mm-hmm. enter into this debate. Now, mm-hmm. you go buy a gun and you let me know what your process is. Because there are people who say, well, I can buy it online and they'll just send it to me. No, no. they will not. Yeah. No one's doing that. Got to be face to face. We sat here, Carly Noir sat right here in that chair, and we talked about the, the illegal um, – Possessing illegal firearms, a lot of the stuff that's going on in places like Baltimore and Chicago, mm-hmm. and everybody wants to argue this. So, yeah, well, they can easily go over to Indiana, get the guns, and they're coming back to Chicago. We've got to tighten up Indiana. Well, they're not killing everybody every weekend in Indiana. Yeah. It's happening in Chicago, which tells you it's not the guns, it's the people. Yeah. That's the problem. You want to stop gun violence? You're right. Quit punishing gun, law-abiding gun order, owners, and everybody walking around ought to have a piece mm-hmm. on them. Mm-hmm. And then you deal with that thing. It's no, you, going to detour, detour, deter, deter that. Absolutely right. And, you know, let's have the discussion about, you know, Sutherland Springs, mm-hmm. the First Baptist Church shooting down there. Yeah. The United States Air Force failed. The individual that killed all of those folks, innocent people in that church, on 4473, he had a, a disarmable discharge from the Air Force. He had been convicted of domestic abuse. Mm-hmm. But yet the Air Force didn't upload him into the system so he could easily lie and he was able to get a firearm. It had nothing to do with the weapon. Right. But, of course, the, the left does forget that little tidbit of the guy that stopped him mm-hmm. had an AR-15, an NRA-trained firearms instructor, Stephen Williford, mm-hmm. who, as a legal law-abiding citizen, took it upon himself to protect his neighbors. See, that story doesn't get out there. The story about Nicholas Cruz, Nicholas Cruz, who was tipped, the FBI was tipped off, 45 visits to his home down there in Broward County. The fact that he was expelled from high school for violent behavior, but it was never reported because Mm -hmm. of the Obama promise uh, program. Now, why do I need red flag laws when you already have a Baker Act down there in Florida? And they could have followed all of those steps. Nicholas Cruz, it would have been resolved. Yeah. But yet, Gary Willis, 61-year-old man in Ferndale, Maryland, last November, at 517 in the morning, the police knock on his door with a red flag protection order. Now, Chad, someone knocks on my door at 517 in the morning. That's that's right before I get up to go for my PT run. Right. What's the first thing you think I'm going to grab? Exactly. And that's exactly what he did. And guess what happened? The two police officers shot him dead. We don't know who the police officers are. We don't know who filed a red flag protection order. No one has ever seen the red flag protection order. That's the direction that this goes down. So I had a conversation with my wife. I told Jade, I said, listen, the more and more of this rhetoric of red flag laws comes up, I said, if this stuff really gets seriously, they start seriously talking about that and it gets passed and something like that's enacted here in Texas. So we need to have a serious conversation because the way you defend your home, that tactic and that strategy just became very different. Mm-hmm. Because imagine you're sitting there four o'clock in the morning, your wife hears somebody out on the lawn, wakes you up and, and you grab your shotgun and you walk out there to check things out. Your wife 
pulls out her nine millimeter just in case and goes, you know, to the children's bedroom to make sure they're okay. And then all of a sudden your door gets kicked in. Well, what are you going to do? You're going to blast the first person through. Yeah. Well, they're going to come in and probably kill everybody in that room. And guess what? It was law enforcement because what you did was you befriended some new neighbor down the road who you didn't know they were liberal and scared of guns and worried about all that stuff. But they got on your Facebook page and saw that you go to the range and you'd like to, you know, pictures of your gun. So they well, reported you. Well, I don't like how Chad Prather talks on his podcast, right. on his show. I'm very concerned about him. And I'm concerned about my safety as well. Right. And then they show up. Yeah. And that's, you know, best time best time to surprise somebody and attack somebody. It's about four in the morning. That's right. You know? And so I look at I look at these whole things, and this is the kind of lunacy and ludicrous stuff that we have to educate ourselves on. I, for instance, Natalie's husband, Joseph, and uh, Jared Stanier, they have DFW shooting sports. Mm-hmm. About to have the Texas gun experience over in Grapevine. So I'll go over there, and I'll purchase a gun. Mm-hmm. Last time I was in there, I spent, I won't say how much I spent. It was, okay. an, it was enough. It was, it was, it was enough a for a, a nice used car. <laughs> <laughs> and not a smart car. No, no, it was, it was, a, it was, it was a lot of money. I think they put a plaque on the wall. Yeah, they right, probably did. I've got a plate my honor in there. Customer of the month. Um, and uh, that's why I have to stay out of there because I'll do it again. But two of the items I purchased was uh, two different suppressors for two different firearms I've got. One, it was the uh, 300 Blackout, which is a short barrel rifle. Mm-hmm. I have one. I okay. have two, as a matter of fact. Well, I don't have it in my possession because it takes several months Absolutely. for them to bring that approval back. I don't have those suppressors in my possession because after you get that tag and license form, it takes about 10 months. Mm-hmm. For the, the, the ATF to run through all that and make sure that you're okay. And I don't understand why. I don't understand. People say, why do you need that? Because I can. Because I can get it. Because I want it. Absolutely. I'm free. And, and, and this is another thing about the hearing protection. Okay? You know, maybe you don't want to have to worry about going out there with the 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 sound, the muzzle, right. and everything. And so you want to be able to suppress that for your hearing. Now, who who has a problem with that? And, again, you're a legal, law-abiding American. Why, why should you have to, you know, be scrutinized any differently? Because if you can go in and buy the firearm and you go through the background check and everything is fine with your background check, then that's case close. Right. Here's your suppressor. You match it up with your with your firearm and have a great day. Mm-hmm. But the problem is even the guy that kills Kate Steinle, a five-time deported criminal illegal immigrant, who was found not guilty of killing Kate Stiley. Mm-hmm. The the court in San Francisco didn't even find him guilty of criminal possession of a firearm. Mm-hmm. And what message are you sending to Chad Prather when the criminal illegal immigrant deported five times walks free after shooting an innocent young American girl that you don't even find him guilty mm-hmm. of criminal firearm possession, but yet you got to sit around and be harassed. You have to wait for this bureaucratic process. See, that that's where we are totally off balance. And, and let me reemphasize this. Hugo Chavez, one of the first things he did when he came to power in Venezuela was to ban private gun ownership. And now people are being gunned down by the armed thugs of Nicolas Maduro or being rolled over mm-hmm. by military vehicles, and they're starving to death. Yeah. And folks always say it can't happen here. Oh, yeah, right. 
<laughs> well, we didn't think that people would ever vote blue in, in Fort Worth. And you look know? at look at Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Look at San Francisco. Look at what just happened, like you said, in Portland, Oregon. How interesting, Chad, that we have young people in Hong Kong that are walking around with American flags, singing the national anthem and standing up to protest against a communist government. Yet our kids are going out in the street and protesting to have socialism, which leads to communism. Right. And in many cases, waving a Russian flag or an old Soviet flag. Or they go to an ICE facility in Aurora, Colorado, and rip down the American flag and raise up a Mexican exactly. flag. Exactly. See, see, that's what people do when they live in a country that not only affords them freedom but entitlement. These mm-hmm. folks in Hong Kong, they're waving American flags because they don't have that. It's being taken away from them. You can't own a gun in Hong Kong unless you're a member of a hunting club. Mm-hmm. You have to join the club, and then you can have – And what I say do is they just need to form more hunting, hunting clubs, clubs. Yep. <laughs> because this goes all the way back to that, – that, that was the thing. These folks were in Hong Kong. They were British-ruled. Yeah. They had British freedoms, mm-hmm. and now communist China – you know, Britain just says, oh, we'll give it back to you. We'll, we'll, we'll let you have Hong Kong. And so when that happened, guess what? Now these folks who lived under a, a level of freedom – even though they're supposed to have 50 years. Right. You know, the communist dictator for life, Xi Jinping, saying, eh, you know, it's, it's time now. Because that's the way dictators do. That's the way dictators do. Uh, Castro's, like I say, in Venezuela, there. And look at what is happening. What is China doing? China's not coming to sit down and talk with these protesters. They're bringing in military vehicles and staging yeah. them. Because at the end of the day, they don't care. They don't care. It's, it's ours. We're going to take it. And this is what we're going to do. And in this year, 30 years ago. In China was Tiananmen Square. That's right. And I guarantee you that these little brain-dead kids running around talking about Antifa, they have no clue about what Tiananmen Square is. What I suggest is we embrace open borders. We bring all two million Chinese here. We welcome them with open arms, and we immediately have two million Republican voters because they have conservative values, these folks. They do. Bring them. But see, real quick— the left would get very antsy about open borders of course. if we suggested of that. Of course, because they want people to go and vote in their column. Yeah. But I still believe that if we talk to all of these communities, minority communities, look, there's an incredible Vietnamese community here in the state of Texas. Mm-hmm. They're hardworking, small business entrepreneurs. We should be embracing those folks, and they should be embracing us. Right. Because they understand small business entrepreneurship. They understand individual liberty and freedom. They see what happened when the communists overran their country in Vietnam, Mm -hmm. and they are here because they want opportunity and prosperity. We saw the same thing uh, when I was young uh, with a lot of Cambodian communities were Mm -hmm. popping up. We helped a lot of folks uh, that were coming out of the, you know, the killing fields. Mm -hmm. Pol Pot, another great dictator. Yeah. (laughs) I can remember remember the first trip I went to Moscow, and I was outside of the, the city there. You know, you'll run into these big – this was right after the fall of communism, and, but there's still these big statues to Mao Zedong mm-hmm. and things like that. And, you know, Chairman Mao right there, you could see who they're glorifying. Yeah. It's so anyway, this this whole – you can call it – you can call it democratic socialism or anything else. It's it's all the same stuff. Absolutely it is. I mean, you could call a pile of poo a, a, a bunch of roses, but it's still a pile of poo, and mm-hmm. that's what it's going to be. <laughs> and so we're going to take it back. I'm praying for you. 
Thank you, brother. Always praying for you for 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 just wisdom and safety and because you you know I, I can remember a year ago I said what can I can I ever do anything for you said so just pray yeah. so that's what I do and and I do and we all do and I encourage everybody to because we need great men and women like Colonel West and some of these fine citizens that are out there who are saying okay enough's enough we're not going to sit on the sidelines and do this and you haven't but. I want to, I want to see you in that position. I really do. Thanks, Chad. Louder and louder voice. I, I want to see you in the White House. I, I I know I say that we say it tongue in cheek. I would have it would thrill me to no end. If, in and look, aspirations are aspirations, and in that regard, you may have none, and I would understand. Well, God's will, but God's will, and you're one of those who's willing to follow that direction, and that's yeah. another thing I appreciate about you. So strongly. Westfortexas.com. West, the number four, and then Texas.com. That's the website. That was my next question. Westfortexas.com. Get out there, support, help, work, campaign, give money. I mean, let's let's make this thing happen. We can. And then let's 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 go on with it. I like having friends in high places. Well, I'll let you wear your Georgia Bulldogs colors in the overall. <laughs> <laughs> but if if y'all beat Tennessee, I'll raise your taxes. I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. Oh my gosh! Always a pleasure to see you. You got to get yeah. out of here because you got more stuff to go do. You got more talking to do in different places, don't you? Yeah, a few things. Yeah, that's good. Well, I appreciate you. Love you. Love your family. Beautiful. Love seeing them all uh, last week. And yeah. go get them, Colonel. Let's have it. All right. Go to. West for Texas, that's the numeral four, westfortexas.com and help. Okay, get involved. This is going to be a fun little ride we're going to see happening over the next several months. And uh, <clears throat> you can also go to watchchad.com. This is far less important, but you can go to watchchad.com and find me out on the road. You can even go to our merchandise store. we got some specials going on because we're doing closeouts on some of our merch merchandise. So go over there and get it. Like Even, even, even us uh, poor kids that aren't as talented and smart can afford those. So come see me in a show. I'm leaving. I'm going to Canada. Come find me in Canada on the 28th of this month, August 28th. We're going to be in Calgary. So come on. There's a couple of tickets left. I think. Who knows? Might be sold out. But I don't know. Check it and see. Watchchat.com. I love y'all. For the peanut gallery and for the puppet master and Candice, she's gone. She had to step out because she's the only person around here who does real work. I love y'all. God bless you. God bless Texas. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. 